Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina and Michelle. And today we're going to be talking to you about all things that have been going on this last week in reality TV. We had something pretty big happen. We had the Survivor finale. I know we usually start by talking with the challenge, but I'm thinking since it's a finale, do you just want to start with Survivor today? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. What did you think of it? Um, I have... I thought it was good. I was disappointed at the end. Ask if you were disappointed that Cassidy did not win. Well, and I totally thought she had it in the bag. So overall, I mean, I I think that the her biggest demise was kind of Carla going out at final five. I I don't it's this finale was so confusing to me because when I got to the final three, I was like, oh, Cassidy is definitely going to win. Mm-hmm. And then I started hearing all the answers to the questions. And I'm like, I think Gabler's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, I tur- like the way he was answering was so good that I was like, I think Gabler should win. Like, he changed my mind a little bit by the end of it, even though I do still, I was still rooting for Cassidy. I think that um, Carla, I mean, even when she left, she said, you know, she was going to do what she could to kind of um poison the jury towards Cassidy and I think part of I not that I don't think Gabler you know deserved it or talked his way into it because he had a great final tribal council but I really think that like Carla having that extra time with the jury also was not in Cassidy's benefit either and from what I saw Cassidy confirmed that Carla did actually do that. Mm-hmm. What threatened to do? Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of times on these shows, people threaten. Like on Big Brother, that is such a thing. People threaten when they get voted out, right? Mm-hmm. They're always like, they're like, "Well, I'm gonna make sure you don't win if you vote me out." Like that's something they always use in their campaigns. But like, I feel like very rarely do people actually follow through with it. But it sounds like Carla followed through with it. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, like, kind of disappointing to me. But also, I didn't really understand the controversy about fire. I mean, I understand what Cassidy was saying with, like, I won this immunity. This is the third immunity that I've won. I earned this spot. I deserve to be here. And people saying, like, well, if you would have made fire. And I even saw an interview going around of Carla saying, like, well, if she would have made fire and she would have beat Jesse, then I would have voted for her. So why why is fire being such a big thing against her? I mean, I understand it being a benefit for Gabler, but I don't understand it being a negative towards Cassidy. I, I, would, think- have taken, I would have taken the immunity too. She earned it. She won the immunity challenge. Exactly. And if she's smart enough to not put herself in that situation, I I think that was the correct move. I think the whole the whole attitude around the fire changed on one of the seasons. And and I don't know if you watched this season where there was a guy who got voted out very early and he was on, um, I think it was, I forget. He, you know how they have the seasons and people get voted out and they're like kind of put to the, to like redemption. Mm-hmm. House. Yeah. I, I think it was edge of extinction, I think. Okay. Um, and this guy got voted out very early and somehow he was the one who got his way back in the game at the end. And like, no one can't really do shit in the game. Cause he was out so early mm-hmm. and he made a power move and said, 
I'm throwing myself in to make fire. And then somehow that led to him winning. So I think ever since that moment, it's like, well, if you put yourself to make fire, it's like part of getting the path to winning. But I don't agree with it. It's such a, in the grand scheme of this game, I think it's such a small thing. I don't know. I didn't get that either, Christina. That's so weird. That's so weird to me. I mean, I understand it being a benefit. And I understand in that situation that you're describing, if you're gone for most of the game, that being something that you can, that being a big move where you're throwing yourself in. But I just, I don't understand why she should have had to throw herself in. That doesn't even, when Jesse originally said it, like, I think you should make fire against me. I was like, like, he's just trying to get her to go home. Like, I, I did not. I I was very surprised by that. Um, I totally agree. Totally agree. And then Gabler broke the record of um, fire. So there have been a lot of records broken this year, I guess. Well, I guess like three historical, I think three historical things. One would be um, that immunity challenge where both Carla and Owen won. Um, and then... Yes. Now the fire Gabler making it um, in the least amount of time. And then at the end, Gabler winning and donating all of his money um, to health programs for vets. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's been all around like a a historical season. So I think really it was a great season. It really was. Um, A lot of people didn't like it, but I actually really... I was really, really enjoying it until Cody got voted off. And then for some reason, as soon as Cody got voted off, voted off, I knew I saw the writing on the wall for Jesse. I'm like, Jesse executed that move like a little bit too early. Um, and I kind of knew I kind of saw the right. I if, if he didn't vote out Cody, don't you see like Gabler, Cody and Jesse kind of just running the game from then on? I really do. So I, I think he executed that a little too early. And that's when I kind of lost a little bit of interest. But I did like the season overall. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a good season. I really did. Um So when it came to that final tribal tribal council, yes. I was scared for Cassidy at the very end when she was asked to explain like a big move and yes. she said a big move and it wasn't a move that she made and she was actually like kind of blindsided in the move and she even says out loud you got me. I'm like, oh, like, first of all, like, why did you say that? And then second of all, why didn't you follow it up with like, okay, well, if that wasn't the move, then this is the move. Could she, could she have said like getting Carla out or getting, or like picking, I, I, I'm trying to think of what, what she could have said instead. I don't, well, I think what she could have said and what she should have said is that Every single, I think she should have twisted it into kind of her social game in saying that every single person who was coming for me, which she did kind of touch on a little, but I think yeah. this is the biggest move that she made is every single person that was coming for me, yeah. I was able to get out the final tribal council or the following tribal council, I mean. And yeah. even if it wasn't her who was putting everything together, she can still claim that in my opinion and by um in the form of her social game if she were to say like 
like, yeah, maybe it wasn't my idea, but because I was so close with this person and they were able to help me execute this because I was so close with this person and they were able, because when the, it's true, when anybody came for her, it was Cassidy's karma. They went home the very next episode. I think that's something she should have claimed more. Yeah. 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 But in the end, would it have really mattered? I don't know. It seemed like they were dead set on voting for Gabler to win. So I don't really. Ali Gabler. (laughs) That's what I'm like. He's going to win because, like, they laughed and they they ate that right up. I was like, oh. (laughs) Like, listen, if you told me episode one, this man was going to win this season, I would have never believed you. So props to him. I don't know why, but. I I thought he was going to be, like, a strong player. And after he won his immunity challenge and um, he kind of became alligator and, like, I didn't think he was doing anything. But then yeah. to find out behind the scenes, he had, like, all these alliances, all these connections. I didn't realize he was such a strong social player. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. They they got me. I never would have picked him for the winner ever, ever. So no, I would have I I would have picked him to go far, which I did, but I I wouldn't have picked him for the winner. No, I thought it was going to be Cassidy for sure, or Jesse. Then, Jesse had me scared. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, none of us, neither one of us, have mentioned Owen, who was also in the final three. Okay, so I thought Owen had um, a better shot of of winning than Gabler did. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I did, but yeah. I did. I thought it. I thought like, in my opinion, the order of like placement would have been Cassidy, Owen, Gabler. But um, I guess like part of the reason why we're not mentioning Owen is because he didn't win and we didn't think he was going to win but we also he didn't come back like Gabler did so it's just like yeah he was in the finals but like what did he really do yeah unfortunately it just like wasn't the episode yeah he was just happy to be in the final three and I think that was it for him like if we did MVP and LVP he would have my LVP this episode because yeah he just like congratulations to making it to the finals but yeah you're not gonna win <laughs> yep, exactly I couldn't agree more yep um okay so is there anything else you want to say about survivor no no I'm just like in shock people are going freaking nuts on social media yeah. like, crazy I'm like people cared this I thought people didn't really care about the season to begin and people are going nuts I don't know well, I don't think anybody expected Gabler to win, and that's why. I'm really excited. I have this coworker who watches Survivor, but she watches it with her boyfriend. And so I asked her what she thought of it, and her boyfriend has been out of town all week, so they're not watching it until tomorrow. She's like, am I going to be mad at the end? And I'm like, oh, I wanted to be like, yes, you're going to be so mad. But confused. I was highly confused. But the funny thing was, I was like, I actually think he deserves to, like, by the end of it, he convinced me. I'm like, I understand why they voted for him. That's why I don't get, like, the social media, like, So, I also wonder what we didn't see. I think it's weird 
that we knew Cassidy's story about um like her sister and how she was kissing the necklace at, at um every you know immunity challenge um reward challenge tribal council she's always kissing her necklace and she didn't mention any of that in her final tribal now maybe we just didn't see it because we already knew it but I thought it was interesting that we didn't see that and also that um Gabler didn't mention um what he planned on doing with the money and so I'm wondering if he mentioned that like we knew that but I don't know if the cast knew that and if they did know that if that had some type of effect on who they picked as the winner because what he did with the money was incredibly noble and reason alone to vote for him to be completely honest yeah but I, I don't think he, I don't think he mentioned it because I don't think he used it as strategy. And actually, in that moment, I was like, "Are people in future seasons going to use that as strategy? Like, well, I'm going to donate the money. You know what I mean? Right? Is that they're going to use a strategy in the future? I don't know. But then, I hope, yeah, I hope I, I hope this is like a one time thing, and let's go back to regular Survivor. Yeah, I agree. I think it was really cool. I think it was, listen, I, his story was really good. So I think, I think it's great that he's doing that, but let's, let's go back to regular survivor after this one. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what he's doing is, is really great for people. And I mean, especially people um, in that community, I'm sure it touched even more than like, just knowing that like, that's a really big deal, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay, so to kind of switch gears here a little bit, um, we had our first episode of the challenge where they are broken into teams. Um, I liked What? I kind of liked it. Yeah, I did too, actually. Um, I didn't like seeing that like Fessy and Mariah were kind of like the leaders. I mean, it totally makes sense because they're the ones that pick the teams, but honestly, I didn't really like that aspect of it. Like Fessy, like gathering everybody together being like, you know, kind of like you're the chosen ones type thing vibe. It it felt like it was like the producers told them we need some footage of you guys acting as a team. That's how I felt about it. I agree with you. Yeah. So I wasn't really a huge fan of like that, like leadership mentality, which I think is going to completely change. We're going to see that change. I don't think um, we're going to see like a whole lot of like Bessie being in charge of this team, especially like such a team full of cast members that are like alphas, you know, I mean, eventually Johnny is going to take over or, um, someone is going to take over and be the leader of that team. And I really don't see Mariah sticking on being the leader of her team either. I think it's going to be, um, maybe Jordan will step up and be the leader of that team or someone yeah. like that. It just, it just seemed, I don't know, kind of weird to me in the, in the very beginning. But then when we get to the daily, we have, um, the daily challenge is called last life and it's based on inspired by Puss in Boots. And this was just like super weird to me because it really was. I mean, it's okay, but like, is it the same audience? I do not see how the audience is aligned. I, to me, is this not a kid's movie? Why wouldn't yeah. they 
their advertising dollars and go to Nickelodeon instead. If they wanted to work with Paramount, go to Nickelodeon and do a sponsorship for something on Nickelodeon. It was so bizarre to me. I yeah. did not. I completely agree. I thought that it was like really weird. I mean, I guess like in my head, I was trying to think like, how can it be connected? And I guess like maybe like when we were kids, Shrek came out and maybe yeah. like we're still following it and taking our kids type thing. Yeah, you're probably right. So, yeah, that's probably exactly it. You're right. I don't know, but I I found it very, very strange. I know. And then it was like Antonio Banderas, like a hostage video. Like he did not want to be doing this. Um, it was very strange. <laughs> yeah. I agree. So, and it's funny, we've done these things in the past before and they've made more sense. I remember they did one for Fast and the Furious, but it actually the movie got pushed back. So they had to like kind of change it a little bit. Um, um, and I forget yeah. what else they did. They, but they've done other ones before. I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But this one, I was like, I'm not seeing the connection. Or, like, even the Fast and the Furious ones, like, it's, like, kind of misplaced, but, like, not really because they're doing these, like, action weird things yeah. that the challenge has turned into, you know? Exactly. And but I yeah. can't remember the other one, too, that was big, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, well. Yeah. So this totally weird. <laughs> Total, totally weird. And I, they did, you know, I'll give credit. They kind of tried to make it make sense with the way the challenge was so all right yeah yeah so basically like with the challenge they had two decks above water and um they had to and there and there was like a beam connecting these two decks and one team was on one side the other team was on the other side and they had to um basically knock their their opponent off the beam so this this is a prime example of how stacked the Fessy team is. Yeah, they're just bigger, to be honest. That's all you really yeah. needed. Yeah, or or like scrappy, maybe. I don't know, but it was it was like kind of unfair battles. I thought it was interesting and a good strategy that they sent Kenny against Fessy. Yes, I totally agree. What that was perfect strategy. Because whoever was going against Fessy was going to lose. So you might as yeah. set, well send out your weakest person. I thought that was really good strategy. Um, I thought it was interesting that the only person on the um, Mariah team that won was Horacio B. Bananas. And that's not super surprising since Horacio has, you know, in eliminations proven to be very good. Um, that so one was really intense i really enjoyed watching that one because that was like they fought for a little bit up there and i th thought a couple times they were one of them was gonna fall but that was pretty that was a good one so i know bananas lost but he like he, he didn't do a bad job by any means it was a good one i thought that about the um jordan one too i thought jordan yeah. did a really good job and like almost won but obviously um he also also lost yeah but yeah no I thought overall um overall I, I I enjoyed this this elimination or this daily because um we got we got to see some one-on-one -on -one, a little bit of scrappiness 
We even had an injury. We had Olivia knock Nani out. And um, I was listening to the official challenge podcast and like for everyone who has listened to the official challenge podcast this, this week. um, Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. I um, applaud you for your efforts because it was (laughs) Casey and Kenny and I got through it, but it was, and, and honestly, like he did show a little more personality in, in like his one-on-one. It, it was Devin Simone was, was the only host this episode. And she did do a really good job of like getting both of them to open up and talk. And I honestly, I did learn some things of, that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, A couple, you know, fun facts. I'll get to some of them later because they're, they're elimination related, but um, just with like this and like Nani and everything too. Um, they said that like Nani was like knocked out. She like didn't even realize when she got back that like how hurt she was. And wow. um, she like instantly was like, oh yeah, like we're going to go out with everybody tonight. And Casey was like, maybe we should just stay home and chill because you're not okay. And she like, just like thought that she could just, you know, right back into it. And it was probably some of the medication they had her on that was talking, but um, yeah. So that was that was interesting um, to hear about. But yeah, Nani Nani did get pretty pretty hurt in this daily. Uh, you could tell when they had her in the ambulance that she was not doing well. It kind of gave me Leroy vibes from Vendettas. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is scary. Um. Okay. So. After that, oh, I was also going to say, too, it was interesting to me that, you know, they did, like, the montage of the cats. And, of course, like, I appreciate that, having two cats myself. I love how Olivia was the one that got to talk about her cats. And Tori and Jordan didn't get to talk about Miso, except for Miso got quite a bit of airtime. He had four different um, cast members, you know, that were, that had pictures with, their cat and I also thought it was interesting that Tori now owns the cat but they showed Jordan with the cat first okay so (laughs) but they showed like Jordan Tori bananas and Devin all separately with their cat got it got it okay so I don't know I mean just you know the sorry what I said Tori has full custody of the cat now is what we're saying yes Okay, got it. Yes. And there was actually, I think maybe, maybe it was this episode or maybe last episode when they were talking about like Tori and Jordan and being cordial and all of that. Um, she had said that like Jordan still refers to the cat as like his daughter, even though the cat lives with Tori and obviously they don't even live in the same state anymore so yeah I remember that you're right I remember that moment because she was saying how sweet that was yes Mm -hmm. I remember that yeah so yeah so Tori currently and then she like said something too like like take me to court or something like that and I was like oh my god I can't believe they aired that because now that he sees that if like they're on bad terms he might actually do it (laughs) which yeah crazy to go to court for a cat but like they have the money for it jordan totally has the money to take tori to civil court if he wanted to over the cat yeah yeah so i don't know i just think it's it's all if they do 
do it on like Judge Judy or something, one of those shows, so we can all see it. Oh my gosh, that would be so funny. Yeah, we'll have another like Nelson Angela moment, Dr. Phil. Yep. <laughs> yep. That would be hilarious. I love it. Okay. So what do you think about the way that we do the deliberation here? So basically like they, and we find out it's a guy's elimination. So all four guys on the other team have to go in and um, be interrogated by the opposite side. What did you think about this like portion of it? It's, uh, it's kind of a waste to me. The other team's going to do what they're going to do. Nothing anyone's going to say in that room, I think, is really going to change their opinion. Uh, and it, I felt like it was kind of a weird vibe. When it was like the two on two, it, I was fine with it. But when it's like eight people and one, per, I don't know, it was kind of weird. I think it'll be a lot better when it gets down to less people. Yeah, it was people. People are going to be not only like interrogating their it's either going to be like their friends or their writer dies on the other side, you know? Yeah. 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 So it'll be interesting. Cause I feel like it'll cause like tensions between um, like the teams potentially, because people aren't going to want to like how Olivia like did would not throw in Horacio, even though everybody else wanted to. I love that. She did not do it. I, I was scared. She was just going to follow suit. So I was so glad she didn't do that. I, I know it didn't, in the grand scheme of things but I think I don't know if that's true actually what do you mean we haven't heard Casey talk hardly at all until this episode and first of all I want to say in the deliberation and like everything she she drove me insane this episode I'll just say it now Casey gets my LVP because (laughs) she drove me crazy this episode like, oh, my brother, like, obviously I'm not throwing my brother in. My brother's the best. My brother's such a beast. My brother, like, ugh. like, seriously, I was just, I was not having it with Casey this episode at all. I didn't like her yeah. in the deliberation. I didn't like, I mean, I even got almost like, almost like threatening vibes from her a little bit when she's like telling her team, like, don't vote my brother in or whatever. It's like, it's almost like they felt like they couldn't. And then also, like, how you said, like, it's not like it hurt her. We haven't heard hardly any confessionals from Casey yet this season. But yet we have, I don't remember if it was confessional or if it was just her talking. I don't know. She doesn't ever talk. But she said, um, like, I'll remember that when Olivia said his name. So it scares me that, like, now Casey might be coming for Olivia because she said Kenny's name. I think she said it in a joking manner, but it's the type of joke, but it might be a little bit of truth to it. And also who's on the team? Casey. Casey's not coming after Anissa or Tori. So of course, if it comes down to it, she's going to want Olivia to go in anyway. So it kind of maybe gives her that excuse to go for Olivia. Um, I will tell yeah. you really did annoy me too on this episode. And I'll tell you, a moment that she annoyed me when Nani fell down and Casey goes, I just felt so helpless. I couldn't do anything. What do you mean? You couldn't do anything. You could have jumped down. went to yeah, go check. Okay. So I think it. that she asked production to take her down and they, cause like they're on this platform or whatever. And I think she okay. asked production to take her down is yeah. the impression that I got. I, cause they talked about this a little bit on the official challenge podcast 
and her like talking about how she was helpless and like she kept asking production like let me help nani whatever and they wouldn't take her down but if it was me i would have just dove in the water and helped her like what are you doing that 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 to me was obscene saying oh i i can't do anything why because you want to stay win the game your team's already gonna fucking win what does it matter like i did not already went she already went (laughs) that was stupid that was really dumb like if i were nani and i was watching myself like knocked out floating in the water and like my significant other did nothing i would not be okay with that even if i knew like they were yelling at production like get me down get me down like i don't care how high over water you are people are hitting the water so clearly you can go deep enough that you're not going to like hit the bottom and hurt yourself I would dive in 110 percent like what are you doing Casey that is the stupidest reason I have ever heard of and if you would have dove in it would have made you look good because not only would you be getting the screen time that you're not getting but also like you'd be helping Nani. It would be this big moment. They put the dramatic music behind it and you'd be like saving, you know, like you'd be like the Prince Charming saving um, your lady, you know? I I could not, I could not. That moment to me, I'm like, if I were Nani, I would be livid watching this. What the hell? Okay. And also just like speaking of this, that also reminded me too that um I saw this on Twitter and I went back I rewound it and watched it um again because I didn't catch it the first time but in her confessional um Casey went against Mariah and Mariah referred to Casey in they them pronouns and non-binary pronouns so I thought that was really interesting too I didn't catch that I didn't catch that so, yeah, I didn't catch it the first time, but I saw it on Twitter. Somebody else caught it, and I was like, did she really? And so I went back, I rewound it, and I watched it, and she referred to her as they, them. Yeah. Oh, so. I have to go. I have to watch that because I missed that. And I just watched the episode before we got on here. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so that interesting. Obviously, you know, she hasn't, and that I'm aware of, uh, come out as non-binary, but... Um, Nothing. you know, so, but I did think it was interesting that, um, Mariah said them when referring to Casey. So I gotta watch, I gotta watch it. Okay, cool. Watch that. Yeah. yeah so that was, that was interesting too. Um, a little bit of, um, something, you know, people on online are always, always catching things like that. Yeah. Right. Um, so then we get to this elimination and each person has to say a name. So it's not like the team collectively has to like agree upon one person. I'm super excited for a split vote personally. Um, but yeah, but this was like pretty, pretty straightforward. They took, um, the easy way out. Everybody says Horacio's name besides Olivia, who says Kenny, we kind of already talked about that. Um, and then there is the dagger pole where all of the people who were not picked get to uh, pull a dagger. And of course, Devin picks the safe dagger, which did not surprise me at all. Um, It just gives me like Rivals 3 vibes. Yep. Yep. He's like picking that white skull. Team Princess over there. All we need is Cheyenne. I love that. (laughs) She's like, because I'm not into Teen Mom, so I don't Uh really get that much of her. So I I liked her on the challenge. 
Yeah. No, I really liked her too. And then it also made me think too, Cheyenne would have been such like a perfect ride or die this season for someone like Nelson. Oh, that would have been cute. Yeah. That would have been so cute to have Cheyenne back instead of like Corey time and time again. Yeah. But I wonder, I don't know the timing because I know she just had a baby and she was getting married. Probably the timing. Really. That's true. But I would love to see her back. And this would have been, I think, the perfect opportunity for it. Because I know she's still really close with both Devin, Devin and Nelson. Um, yeah. But I'm still happy we got Narice. And uh, yes. so can't complain. Yes. But so Devin picks the safe tagger and he chooses to save Jordan. So that means that Horacio is going into elimination versus Kenny. And... um. I actually, going back to the deliberation just a little bit, they don't know what the format is going forward. Now that they're on teams, it could be completely di different. And Kenny saying he wanted to go in, I actually think was like one of the smarter things that he's done this season because he knows that Jordan and um, Devin are trying to build on their relationship and it's likely that they're going to save each other. So it's really likely that Kenny and Horacio are going against each other um, if Kenny isn't the person who is sent into elimination and they don't know if the daggers are still going to be a thing or not. So he said he wanted to be thrown in because he thinks he's going in anyways. And if there isn't a dagger situation and it's like a call out situation, then he'd get to choose who he was going against. And honestly, like probably one of the smartest things we've seen Kenny say this season. Yeah. So, but that's um, why I understand Okay, maybe I missed something. That was my understanding that he asked to go in, but then Case is like, oh, nobody would better vote for my brother. He asked yeah. to go in. Why didn't she yeah. vote for him? Respect his wishes because her team wanted to do something else. I know that's the reason, but. Well, I don't think that it's because her team wanted to do something else. I think that it's because she, even if that's what she wants, she still has like the hope of like he's not going in and she's okay. like trying to protect her brother, I think. Okay, okay. Which still was annoying to me because this is the challenge. Like, Kenny yeah. is irrelevant. Just let him go home. And he was very. Uh, you're, you're, you're like convincing <laughs> me. She was so. She was really fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could not stand her this episode, um, which is hilarious because I like we haven't seen her all season, and then all of a sudden she appears, and I'm like, this is terrible. Thank God we haven't seen her all season, <laughs> but. Um, so we have Horacio going against Kenny in the elimination. The elimination is called Breaking Barriers. And basically at the beginning of the elimination, there are a bunch of different tools and and um, they have to use a tool to go through um, a series of different doors. And each door has a different tool as to like how it's going to, each door will open. So, or they'll be able to like break it open or whatever. So um, Horacio is doing a really good job. He... I think someone mentioned that he's like an electrician or something. And yeah. um, so he knows his, he knows something about tools. He's familiar. And so um, he just seems to be killing it. And I think even if, an, even if he wasn't an electrician or whatever he is, um, then he would be still dominant just because he's been so good at everything this season. And yeah, he just absolutely blew Kenny away and um he wins the elimination 
So Kenny is sent home. There's this really sweet moment between Kenny and Casey. And um, then everybody everybody goes back to the house. I'm not really surprised Orasio won. I don't think very many people would have been surprised. I think it would have been more shocking had Kenny won for sure. Um, so then at the very, very end, we see that there is a twist. And Kenny is not going home. It seems... We don't know exactly what's going on, but it seems like there's like a redemption house type thing where he's not eliminated until his ride or die is eliminated. And um, TJ says that there will be a chance for him to potentially get back in the game. So it seems like there's like something where something going on here. We don't know like everything yet, but there's some kind of twist here where um kenny is not actually leaving devastating i want that man gone so one thing that's like really really interesting that kenny said on the official challenge podcast is that this was like such a secret that only like half of production even knew about the redemption house oh was there someone leaking stuff to the cast they were worried about i don't know maybe but yeah so like only the people that were like working with the redemption side of it were the production members who knew there was like a whole nother half of production who was like working on the challenge and had no idea that this was even going to be part of it or going on. So it was like a total secret until people got eliminated. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, So like I said, my LVP was absolutely Casey. My MVP, I'm going to give to Horacio. I think he had a really great episode. He um, did a really good job in the daily challenge by knocking um, bananas off the platform. He was the only person on his team that was able to do that. Um, He seemed to welcome elimination like he was used to it. And he's just completely dominating. This is his fourth elimination win. And um, I think that, uh, I mean, this was, this was Arasio's episode. It really was. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think I've given him a lot of MVPs, but I had to give it to him again for this episode. And he reminds me, like, he reminds me of someone who has like a more old school mentality of some of these challenge players. And I think you kind of maybe touched on it when you said, oh, he's like electrician or construction worker back home. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love when these people have real jobs and they're not just social media influencers and trying to make a buck off Instagram. So I think that makes a difference. And I liked at one point he said, that's not how I play this game. I play this game based on performance. And he seems to be unwavering in that. So I really, really enjoy him. Me too. I really do. Uh, I hope he comes out back, but I'm really scared for him when I think about all the rookies and there's just so many good ones this season, like which ones are going to come back because they're probably only going to bring back like two of them. I hope more, but I'm scared for him that he's going to like go under the radar because I really think, you know, like Johnny just, I'm sorry, but he made a bigger splash in the three episodes that he was in that Horacio has made so far. I hope they both, I'm hoping they both come back. I hope Johnny comes back. I hope Horacio comes back. I hope Nuris comes back. I hope I want Raya for sure comes back. I just, I think Jack is great too. I think he's 
great LGBT representation. He's so yep. funny. I mean, this was just such a good rookie class. I hope we don't lose them. I really I hope. I even have a soft spot for Kim and Colleen, so. I know, me too. Yeah, I agree. It's just such a good, good rookie, good rookie they, class. Yeah, they finally did a good job casting. <laughs> yeah, I have to, They did. Oh, and then my, okay, my LVP, I had to give it to Kenny. We already talked about it, but I mean, the man essentially jumped off the platform to get away from Fessy. It was just embarrassing. I I can't. I'm, I'm glad he's done, but he's not really done as you so aptly pointed out. So, I mean, yeah, yeah I don't think we'll see much more of him. Wouldn't that be hilarious if we started seeing Kenny's screen time in the redemption house? scene of him alone didn't one season they showed marie like alone it was really funny because it yeah. was marie i don't <laughs> i don't need that with kenny no we do not that would be so funny though if we do get it because just because we haven't seen him like at all yeah that would be pretty funny um okay so what else have you been watching is there anything else you've been watching besides i know these are like the two main shows that we've been talking about those were like the only reality shows that I watch, but I did watch um, on Friday night. I don't know what day it aired on ABC, but I think it aired on ABC over the over the course of the week, maybe Thursday. I don't know. Um, but I watched it on Disney Plus, the Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary special. It, it was so cute. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it, but I will watch it. Beauty and the Beast was like my favorite Disney movie growing up. So I will watch it. I just haven't watched it yet. What did you think of it? Tell me all about it. So the bell was um, the artist, her. Okay. Uh, it was Josh Groban. Um, Lumiere was Martin Short. Uh, Cogsworth was David Allen Greer. And then what's, I'm sorry, what's the, oh my God, I forgot her name. What's the tea kettle name? The, you know what I'm talking about? Chip's mom. Um. It was Angela Lansbury in the original. I gotta look it up. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Okay, Ms. you tell Fox. me. Yes, that was Shania Twain, and she looks so beautiful. Um, okay. And Gaston was this actor. I think his name is Joshua Henry. He might be a Broadway actor because he was incredible. I thought he was the best of the out of all of them. He was so good, and you know uh, Gaston's song, like he was so uh -huh. good. You have to watch. I really, really like there were parts of it. I was like, this is like a little cheesy, but there were parts that I really like. I just like the music and everything. So I really enjoyed it. That's that's really good to hear. That's definitely like moving up my um, to watch list for sure. Because, yeah, like I said, that was my favorite Disney movie growing up. Like I loved Beauty and the Beast. I had OK, this is like so weird, but I had this like little stuffed pig that I took like everywhere with me and I named it Beast and, um yeah and then I liked it so much that my cousin one year was entering she was doing like sewing stuff for the Nebraska State Fair and she made um like a mama pig and three little babies for me so I then I had a bell and Beauty and the Beast had three little piglet babies and I know it's the weirdest thing but 
Um, I, that's how much I liked Beauty and the Beast is I named my pig Beast and my cousin gave him a family for me. <laughs> that's cute. That's so cute. Yeah, then you need to watch it. I think you'll like it. It wasn't like, everything wasn't like the most perfect, but it was like, it was, it was very cool the way they transitioned from the animation to the live action. It was very cool. It was very well done. That's awesome. Okay, well, awesome. I'm, I'm super glad to hear that. Um, I will definitely, definitely be watching that. Um, the only other thing that I've really watched besides the challenge and survivor is too hot to handle. Um, I was watching that back in the group show with Swaz. Right. right. But then he fell asleep the night we were supposed to watch it, continue watching it. And so, uh, which is fine because I get off work late, but he he told me he was going to stay up and watch it. And so I started watching Too Hot to Handle because I was like, is he going to text me back? Is he not going to text me back? Yeah. You don't <laughs> so- want to go on without I get it. Exactly. So yeah, so I started watching Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. And um, I finished that. And it was actually maybe my favorite season of Too Hot to Handle. Have you ever seen that before? I never watched that one. It's on Netflix, right? I never watched it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Okay, I would say like, season one was my favorite until this season. I think this is my favorite season of it, though. But um, basically, like, the premise is that they are going on a dating show, and um, every year it's, like, a different, they give it a different name. And so, like, this year, um, everybody thought they were going on a show called Wild Love, and basically they think that they're going to be, like, on this island and hooking up with these people and, like, you know, like, doing this dating show that's, like, not super serious. And then all of a sudden they find out that actually they're on Too Hot to Handle, and like they can't even kiss someone and so um there's like uh an amount a lot amount of money it's like two hundred thousand dollars and every time that they break the rules then um money is taken from their pot and then okay. there are ways that they can earn money back like if a couple is really misbehaving then she'll like basically send them to like a fantasy suite that has like just like ridiculous like handcuffs and just makes the scene for somebody to have this romantic night you know and they're like put to the test of like can they pass the test if they um pass the test and they get money put back into their pot and if they don't pass the test then whatever rules they break like um then more money is taken so like a kiss is like three thousand dollars oh god and yeah and like one couple had sex and that was like 30 grand oh my god (laughs) yeah so and so like and like and so then in the end there's like a winner and every year it's like done differently there was one year where like everybody won and um this year what happened basically is that there were two couples at the end and the rest of the cast had to choose like two really strong couples and the rest of the cast had to um place their votes on who they thought they should win um so in the end um yeah just one couple ended up winning it was eighty nine thousand dollars that was left in the prize pot by the end of it 
So, yeah, so they got a lot of money taken away from them. (laughs) Okay. And then, like, halfway through, so they do, like, all these workshops where, like, they're, like, trying to, like, learn how to respect themselves, respect their bodies, you know, like, all this different stuff and um, respect each other. Like, all these people are, like, people who um, don't do serious relationships. They're trying to form, like, serious connections. And then halfway through, they're given, like, this watch. And if their watch turns green, then they're allowed to kiss the other person. They have the green light. And so, like, that means that they, like, formed a deep connection. They, like, broke a barrier where, like, they're allowed to do that or whatever. So it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting show. I thought season two and season three were, um, I don't know, like, kind of, I just, I wasn't as, as invested I thought season one was great. Uh, just I don't know, maybe just because it was new. But is that I thought- the girl that Chloe from the Circle came from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the only way I know of it. Okay, I'm like I kind of have heard of the show, and that's how I know. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's the show that she was on. Yep. But yeah, so it was really good. It was really good. I liked. I don't. I don't know. You know. I mean, it just came out like a week or two ago, I think, with this new season. And so I don't know who all has watched it. So I don't want to say who the winner is for those people who plan on watching it and haven't watched yet. But um, it was my favorite couple that ended up winning. Um, I was kind of surprised that they won. I thought it would might be the other couple, but I was really happy with the winners. They were my favorite couple all season. And the girl in particular, when she ended up opening up, to the guy and breaking down about how like she was adopted and it's made her feel like she um has never like never been loved or doesn't deserve to be loved and um just like really breaking down like I literally cried like she had me in my feels I was just just the way she opened up to him was it was so genuine you could tell that like she had never like had this type of conversation before in her life and it was so cute I just I really I really like her I really liked them so much and the other couple came so far too um with just like from the beginning being you know the girl that all the guys wanted and kind of jumping from guy to guy breaking all the rules and showing you know both of them showing these different sides of like jealousy and trust issues and getting past all that stuff in the end to um want to be in this like long distance relationship and really go all in it was just it was a really good season for those who like love show reality tv shows this was a good one it really was okay So that's pretty much all I've been watching. As far as reality TV news goes, I feel like we have just a little bit of things to, a few things to catch people up on. Um, One, I saw that Kira and Romeo broke up. Um, They had gotten back together and worked together at the reunion. And she posted on her Insta Insta story last week that they had broken up and she said, um, sometimes you shouldn't give people a second chance to disappoint you. So don't really know what happened, but. What? They were on in paradise. Sorry. I yes. gave up on that. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I remember the name Kira, but I didn't remember Romeo. Okay. 
Well, Kira was also on um, this Clayton season of The Bachelor, so we discussed, I believe. I think she was yeah. on Clayton season anyway. Okay. But yeah, so um, yeah, they broke up, and I don't really know, you know, what exactly happened between them, but sounds like if she's disappointed, he did something to break trust, I would assume. But I don't know. Um, another thing that happened was that the Challenge Season 38 filmed the reunion this last week in London. Um, I'm excited to see the reunion for sure. Um, but I thought it was so funny. I don't know if you saw. Um, it was cir- circulated around Twitter too. But Nelson posted on his Instagram story that like, the reunion was kumbaya and he said it was like the biggest like smile on his face like conviction and it was just so funny because I don't think he knows what kumbaya means I really truly don't think he knows what that means did he pronounce it correctly at least he did he did but he was just like he's like the reunion's all kumbaya and (laughs) I mean, it was just like, I I really, truly, I do not think Nelson knows what that word means. Oh, man. I still gotta love him. (laughs) I think it's so funny. And then I also, like, I truly do not understand, like, at all, um, why, if everybody who was going to this reunion was from the U.S., why they had to travel to London for it or, like, travel at, at all. Like, why didn't they just have it in L.A.? Uh, None of the, like, there were hardly any international people on the season, and none of the international people were there. Kayla and Sam, who live in the U.K., weren't even there. Well, that's stupid. In the the finale, they were first boots, so, like, it makes sense that they weren't there, kind of, especially in such a long season. Like, we're literally on episode 10, and we're probably, like, halfway done. So I, I like, I understand why she wasn't at the reunion, but like she lives there. Why are we traveling to London? I don't understand. I don't get it. So unless something comes out later on, then it makes sense. Like that's why I'm, I'm wondering, do they travel to London for the finale or something? I don't the final. I'm sorry. I said finale. I meant final. I I don't know. I don't know. I think so, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Whatever. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really weird, especially like that seems like a lot of money for like no reason. Yeah, yeah. But um, post filming link ups were kind of fun to see. We saw them get together with Kyle, Big T, Theo, Priscilla, um, Zara, who is going to be on the Challenge Global, was with them. So I thought that was cool to see um, all these people kind of link up. Okay. And also for like the social games of those people, if they return, I feel like like big T working in that social game, Kyle, no surprise there. Theo, we know he's going to be on global challenge. So hoping that means that, you know, he stayed close with the Jordans of the world and Tori, you know, like the people who are on that show. So that that was good to see same with that zara hopefully that means that she's like interesting at least they want to hang out with her you know what i mean priscilla she was great last season i hope i hope we get to see her back sometime um 
talking yeah. about, you know, if anybody made a big move late in the game, it was Priscilla last season. So hopefully, you know, we get to see her back sometime. But socially, I think it's really smart of all of these people um, to be hanging out when they can. Especially the people who are in the UK who don't just it's not as easy to just take a plane ride or drive across the country you know yep, you're right speaking of other kind of uk news um bear was found guilty of all three charges he was charged with two counts of um of revenge porn and distributing um and one count of voyeurism so i was very very glad to hear that he was um found guilty on all charges and he will be sentenced on january 31st um there's a little bit of discrepancy i've seen i've been trying to figure out like what he faces and i've seen like one place it says that he faces two years total another place it says he faces two years for each count I have no idea how law works in the UK and I've tried to figure it out. And I'm just going to be honest. I can't, I I don't know enough about it and I don't have the time to um, read everything about it. So I really don't know, but I hope that he gets, I hope he gets some time for sure. Um, We need a UK correspondent. (laughs) Right. Well, I know. Who can break it down for us? Because I saw you asking and no one could really give you a straight answer. And then I was like, after you asked, I was trying to figure it out. I couldn't figure it out either. So I gave up. You know, Um, I have a friend who lives in the UK. I could ask him. um, But he's like younger. So I don't know that he would know. I don't know. I mean, he's like in his early 20s. And um, yeah, it's so funny. I met him because we both really liked Melissa Reeves and just like randomly like a Twitter friend you know just like started talking to me about Melissa one time and then we just kind of kept in contact every once in a while or whatever so maybe I'll reach out to him and see if if he knows that's nice but yeah so is there any other like reality tv news that's kind of um the big stuff that I've kind of heard about this last week is there anything um that you've heard about this week that you'd like to talk about so the one thing i've been following very closely is and i think i talked about uh on another episode uh about sister wives this show has been on for 17 seasons it was the most boring mundane show in the world for the first 15 seasons i have no idea why i continued to watch it nothing ever happened they were all fake and pretended to like each other. And it was just so shitty. I think I, I pretended to, wa- I continued to watch it because I could tell that they were all pretending to like, like you could see the cracks forming. Right. And now suddenly it's season 15. The cracks really have started to really come to the forefront. Um, and we found out last season that uh, Christine um, was very unhappy and wanted to leave. And then this season we find out she now, since they're not legally married, they don't really have to do anything, but she now considers herself divorced from the man in the family, Cody, and she's going to leave. They live in Flagstaff, Arizona, and she's going to leave and move to be around her kids who live in Utah for the most part. 
So that happened this season. Then as soon as Christine left, we see Janelle starting to realize things are not really how she likes them either. And then today, Sunday, there's like a special tell-all after the finale airing. And Janelle is announcing she is separated from Cody now. Hmm. So I, again, they're not legally married. So it's really just, they, they, it's like kind of like a faith-based marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's announcing that she is separated. She very clearly did not say divorce. She said separated. So I don't know if there's room for reconciliation or she's just like done and she's choosing to go a little bit slower with it than Christine did. Cause Christine just went right to divorce. Um, then another wife who was originally the first wife, Mary, she and Cody have had a strained relationship for years because years ago she got bamboozled by someone online and she thought she was talking to a man and she was planning to leave Cody for this man, but it turned out it was a woman. Uh, and Cody like never forgave her. So they've had a very strained relationship. And Cody has said numerous times, I don't still, I don't really even consider myself married to Mary. We're platonic, blah, blah, blah. And I guess Mary finally has had enough. And she said, you know, it's Cody's decision. I still want to be with him, but we are separated. So now there's only one wife left, which is the fourth wife who came into the picture last Robin. So I don't know what's going to happen next season because it's not really sister wives anymore. There's only one wife left. So I don't know. It finally got, this show really finally got good. Like I'm very into it now. Interesting. I've never seen that show, but whatever. Don't start, please. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I can't start like 17 seasons in. There's just like (laughs) too much backstory to catch up on. Um, Yes. (laughs) But that sounds like super interesting. I've never, yeah, I've never watched that show, but it sounds, sounds like you have some um, good stuff coming ahead of you tonight for sure. Yeah. And it's really compelling because everyone is like supporting the wives leaving. They're like, yes, we want the wives to leave because he's not very good. The only wife he's good to is Robin, who is the fourth wife, who he basically essentially lives with all the time from what we can see on the show and really just is not there for his other kids. It's actually not all like juicy and good because it's sad he's not there for a lot of his kids like a lot of his kids have very strained relationships with him mm-hmm. and he refuses to see any fault so everyone's kind of rooting for the wives to leave so it's been a very interesting interesting watch this last season and it's finally like okay we're finally getting somewhere it's good yeah well that's good I'm glad that you're enjoying it um is there any other like reality tv pop culture news that you want to talk about today think so and that was like the major one okay well how about is did anything exciting happen with your in your life this week uh it's just the you know the busy time of year where yeah. it's like I had a work holiday kind of party it wasn't really it was we just went to a bar um and drank um it was fun though it was good um and then yesterday no Friday wait say Sunday Friday yes Friday my friend Tori came over my friend Tori, I met at Caroline's Comedy Club for Challenge Mania. Okay. Way back when, the first Challenge Mania Live. We went to Tori, the Grunt uh, Guy party. Tori, that used to be in the, like, the group chats? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, So I met her at Caroline's Comedy Club, and then we all went to the Grunt Guy party after. So that's how long ago it was when Grunt Guy was on the scene. Uh-huh. And I just 
in friends with her. Like she came to visit me at my old apartment once and we went to a Backstreet Boys concert. We've seen, we've seen each other at various events or whatever. And she's a traveling nurse. So she's gone everywhere. She's gone to Reno. She's gone to Arizona. She's gone everywhere traveling as a nurse. And most recently she's been in Connecticut. Um, so she's been a little bit closer and I went to go see her one time when I was in Connecticut and now she had a few days off. So she came here to stay and hang out. So we, we just had, we just did like, we went around um, to a local downtown and went shopping and got lunch and whatever with the baby. So we just nothing, nothing crazy, but we had fun. It That's was good. good. To see. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's nice to have someone who like became a real life friend. Like she wasn't, she came to my wedding too. So like she's a, she's someone I consider a, a, like a real life friend. That's awesome. That I met through the challenge, I guess. Awesome. That's, that's very fun. Um, I guess for me this week, so on Monday we had our manager Christmas party and that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we, um, went to, we went and got sushi, which was good. And then afterwards we did like kind of an activity. We went to this like local place It's called wax Buffalo and we made our own candles Oh, yeah. So like you pick out the, um, like I want to call it like a pot, but it's not a pot, but like, you know, like the little parcel that you put it in and then you melt the wax and you let it sit and it, um, becomes a candle. So yeah, it was really fun. It was a fun little, fun little activity that we did. Um, we do like a secret Santa every year and, um, my secret Santa like went all out for me and got me just a bunch of different things, a uh, Harry Potter ornament and a massager and a gratitude journal and a water bottle that has like the ones where you can put like the fruit in it. So oh, I like those. yes, yeah, it, was, it was really cool. So and then like a couple other like little things too. So she like really went all out for me. And um, so that was, that was nice for sure. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. The only thing that this is like so selfish to say but the only thing that was like kind of a bummer about it is because like my days off are usually Sunday, Monday, and I had to work last Sunday. Um, and then our Christmas party was on Monday. So even though it was a Christmas party, as far as like getting stuff done is concerned, it like feels like I've had no time this week because I haven't had like a day where I can do it. So yeah. I mean, first world problems for sure. But yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that. And then finally yesterday, um, I got, um, accepted for Taylor Swift tickets. So when those originally went on sale, the first day I spent like literally 10 hours trying to get tickets and it didn't work. And then for the second pre-sale, it was so bad. And then for the second pre-sale and like, I was, a selected verified fan who had a boost so I was supposed to be able to get supposedly get tickets like easily easily but I was not able to like every time you clicked on like a ticket or whatever and like tried to get get some it would like somebody else beat you to it and it would just like the process would go over and over and over again and it just like it did not work and then um on or, or it would freeze and it would kick you out and make you start over. I mean, it was terrible. And then the next pre-sale day um, was the Capital One. And that only went for an hour. And then they like completely shut it down. There was nothing left. So you could only try for an hour that day, basically. And then it was, there was nothing. 
And so um, I tried for like 11 hours that week to, to get Taylor Swift tickets, failed. And then- I so, was upset Oh my God, that was crazy. I was so yeah, upset. I know, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. And then um, since I was a selected verified fan with a boost, I was eligible to- request two tickets and um the way that they did this is basically it's really really interesting they um only set like two to four um cities i think dropped per day and um so that way Ticketmaster site wouldn't be like so overloaded with so many people at the same time and you got to request up to two tickets and then you didn't get to choose which date you were looking for. You didn't get to choose your seats. There were five price ranges and you just got to choose what price, like what you're willing to spend. And all of them went from the lowest amount to whatever highest amount that you would spend. Okay. Um, and so like you didn't know if you were going to get 300 road tickets or like 100, like you had or like. Or like if you did the highest one, you could have got charged the least amount or the most amount. It just like whatever you were willing to spend, you would not get charged more than that. And so I, I Kansas City's date rolled around on um, Friday and I was able to request tickets. And so I requested two tickets and I waited. And then yesterday I got the email saying that I got tickets and I got, um, two, two tickets in the, um, area ish that I would have been looking for anyways. And it was cheaper than what I would have spent had I bought tickets on pre-sale day. So it wow. actually ended up working out nicely for me, but Yay. yeah, I'm very, very happy about that. So those are like my two kind of highlights of my week were the manager Christmas party. And I finally got Taylor Swift tickets. So, um, I'm super excited that I will be going to that this summer. And who's the lucky person that's going with you? Um, Brent. So we actually have a pretty nice um, trip kind of planned out. So we're going to start in Kansas City and go to, to Taylor Swift. And then we're going to go down to Arkansas and visit Hot Springs National Park on our way okay. to Nashville where his okay. dad lives in Nashville or right outside of it. So we're going to stay with his dad. He hasn't seen his dad in a couple of years and um, they're really close. So going that long without seeing each other um, is kind of a lot for him. And so uh, he's really excited. And then the following weekend after Taylor Swift, we're going to be seeing Blink-182 in Nashville. So all of that's like in the same trip. It's all within the same okay. week. So it's like super exciting. And so that's going to be our vacation this year. And yeah, I'm really excited for it. I remember you telling me you were going to go see his dad when he went to go see Blinks, but now I see it's a whole extent. That's awesome that it all yeah. timed out. It's like, like yeah. Perfect. So, but the only like negative thing I would guess now is it might change plans just a little bit is that I got tickets and you didn't get to choose your show day. And I got tickets for the Friday show instead of the Saturday show, which like it's one day. So I'm guessing we'll just like extend our vacation one day longer, but, um, okay. yeah. So, yeah. So we'll Taylor Swift is the Friday and then blink is the following Sunday. So then we'll just drive back the next day. Okay. So that's so going to be for like a week and a half. Yeah. That's awesome. You'll enjoy that. That's great. Yeah. It'll be so much fun. I'm so, I'm really looking forward to it. 
I'm glad you got the tickets because that was crazy. I'm so glad. I'm happy for you. I'm so excited. It's awesome. But yeah, so those are definitely my highlights for sure. Good. Yeah. So is there anything else you want, Ed, before we close out here? No, I think that's it. Um, I guess we're probably not going to record before Christmas. It's Hanukkah. Today's the first day of Hanukkah. So I'm doing Hanukkah tonight with Brett and Seth because uh, my husband is Jewish. Okay. Uh, and then we'll also do Christmas next weekend with my family. So it'll be fun. Well, so happy, happy holidays, everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Yes. I think um, maybe we'll try to get something in before the new year. But yeah, we probably yeah. won't be doing anything before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, we hope you all have a great holiday season. And we will see you soon.